So I am here with my boyfriend, which is David. And he actually is um, the manager of a tour company called Secret Food Tours London. And if you haven't already heard of them, do check them out because they're pretty amazing. They take tours all around London. Um, They do a gin tour, they do a beer tour, they do a pub crawl, a bar market tour, an Indian food tour in Brick Lane. Um, And they're a global company. So yeah, there's loads going on. So if you're ever abroad, you ever fancy a bit of food or to try kind of some of the local cuisine, then the they're the perfect company to go for. But the reason we are doing this little chat today with gin in hand is because Dave's going to kind of talk about some of the best markets London has to offer because he's honestly a pro, trust me. Um, And there's Borough Market, there's Spitalfields, and I'll let him discuss the rest. Um, It's Saturday, we are drinking a pink gin from a company called Pink Marmalade and it is so delicious. Basically, when you pour it in, it's blue and as you kind of pour, is it the tonic that you pour in? When you pour the tonic into it, it turns pink and I'm not kidding, I'm not just saying this, it is such a good gin, so highly recommend that. But anyway, we'll go to David who is going to chat about uh, Borough Market first. Yeah, so just tell us a bit about it and uh, what you can expect to find if you're a tourist going to Borough Market. Before I get onto Borough Market, I'm actually going to go back to that gin that you were just talking about. Don't blame me. Pink marmalade gin. This is an amazing, amazing gin. So uh, my good mate, uh, Louis, he runs an event company called Pink Marmalade uh, and they've just started producing their own gin uh, and it's made by a master distiller. He's uh, award-winning uh, with his distillery, uh, and this gin in particular has 13 botanicals, so a really nice amount of botanicals. It's not going to uh, over uh, overshadow the, the true nature of a really great gin. Uh, when you think of a name like Pink Marmalade, you might think it might be uh, on the slightly fruity side, maybe a bit sweet, like, you know, you've got all these uh, pink gins going around at the moment, but this is actually really, really clean, a really beautiful, crisp, mm. clean Gin. The trick to it though is when you're pouring it, uh, you don't want to put the ice in first. You actually want to put the gin in first, then the tonic, and that's when you get the best colour change. Uh, and then after that, you can serve it with ice. Uh, it always looks best uh, in a nice big balloon glass. Uh, and I believe their uh, proper serving for it is uh, a wedge of grapefruit, as you do, uh, and a sprig of rosemary. So, yeah, really, really beautiful uh, gin and tonic. I don't even feel like you need anything else in it. I feel like it's just, it's kind of good, tonic and gin. Mm. But like, I think grapefruit would be amazing if you can get your hands on some. Well, that's the sign of a good gin. When yeah. you just, you it actually is. don't need anything. Exactly, I'm yeah. sure the grapefruit and the rosemary would complement <laughs> it lovely, but, you know, we're, we're sipping it on it right now and it's just Yeah, it's our anniversary it today, so we're actually off to Winter Wonderland. I mean, it won't be our anniversary by the time I get around to editing this, which will take me probably till 2023. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're just having a little pre-drink and it's delicious. But on to Borough Market. Um, Borough Market, Dave yeah. spends a lot of his time there, don't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, a lot of what I do is I sort of organise a lot of the tours that go around Borough Market. And our food tours uh, usually include, like, six to eight different stops. Uh, lots and lots and lots of food. We always tell our guests to, to come hungry. And Borough Market is, I believe, the best... Uh, the best place to do a food tour, particularly in England. Bar Market is uh, London's oldest and, in my opinion, best food market. Uh, it started out in 1014, 
that's when we have the first records of it. Wow. You know, people think that was probably around uh, before then for a fair amount of time as well. Uh, but it's been going all that time uh, up until the present day. Now, the market, uh, actually, it's just going through some changes at the moment, which is really interesting because it we was always it. split into <laughs> what? <laughs> that song, it reminded me of the Kelly Osbourne song. You know, the one she does with her dad, was it? What We're one? going through changes. We're going <laughs> and through they spin around changes. <laughs> I'm Kelly and you're Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, daughter. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, uh, bar market. What was I talking about? Um, it's going now. through changes. Yeah, it's going through changes at the moment. So uh, I always say to people, you know, the market was always split into two parts. You had the more traditional part, uh, which was a bit more old-fashioned, you know, a lot of the uh, the fruit and veg, and you had your oils, jams, spreads, uh, quite a lot of cheeses and stuff. Uh, and then you had your newer part of the market, which was the street food part of the market, where you had, you know, amazing sort of Ethiopian curries, uh, pad thais, mm. uh, you know, Korean rice boxes, uh, Jewish salt beef bagels, all of that sort of lovely stuff that you can just uh, buy then and there and put into your stomach straight away. Uh, but what's actually really cool is the market is expanding for the first time in a while. Obviously, it's incredibly, incredibly popular, uh, not only amongst locals. Uh, I actually think it could be a bit more popular amongst locals. You know, yeah. before, uh, before I started working with the company, I'd only really visited there twice. And now I think, you know, I've been missing out for all these years. You know, the, the quality of the produce is head and shoulders above uh, that that you get in you know supermarkets and England Britain we actually do have really good produce and so what are your just to interrupt what are your favorite places to go like where would you want to go if you were going to borough market first time you're a big foodie you're like right mm-hmm. top five places where are we going okay if you want to drink uh, a nice cocktail you want to go to whiskey ginger whiskey yeah. ginger is fantastic yeah. it's a really quirky little bar uh, situated just on the outskirts of the market and they have some really creative bartenders and they have some absolutely beautiful cocktails. Uh, I'd definitely recommend their signature ones. They've got either uh, the whiskey ginger cocktail mm. uh, or their smoky ginger fashioned. Uh, both are really, really delicious. Uh, if you wanted something uh, something quite carby, something quite unctuous, then... Unctuous? Unctuous, Ooh. yeah. Unctuous. I'd definitely <laughs> recommend, on, again, on the outskirts of Borough Market, there's... Uh, an Italian restaurant mm. called Padella. Yeah, heard great things. Homemade, you know, proper nonna's pasta. Really, really beautiful stuff. But the only problem is it's always got a massive, massive queue. Uh, and I actually uh, attempted to go there the other day with my mate and we, uh, we arrived there. Uh, we waited in line for, you know, about 20 minutes uh, and then we got to the front and they said, cool, uh, here's your ticket. The wait will probably be about three uh, three hours to three hours, 45 minutes. So that just gives you an idea of how popular it is. Yeah. But, you know, if you can, uh, if you can get a seat in there, and actually this time of year, because it's a bit colder, they have some seats outside which don't have as much of a waiting time, uh, then definitely take advantage of that. I'd recommend the Caccio e Pepe. That is a really simple uh, Roman the what? dish. Caccio e Pepe. I just like you saying it. Caccio e Pepe. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and also, I have somewhere to add, mm-hmm. which is, I think it's just called Bao, right? It's not called anything else, it's just Bao. Yeah, it's called Bao. Bao is the best place in the world. Um, they are actually a chain, but the Borough Market one is, you know, cute. It's got like a little um, a little counter where you can just go and grab a Bao bun. So it's like, you know, when you go get an ice cream, but it's a Bao bun. And um, we've been there before, haven't we? And we had 
delicious bowls. Yeah. Which one was your favourite? We had a, a chicken nugget bowl. Yeah. It was like a posh chicken nugget. And then yeah. uh, I actually think, you know, one, one of my favourites that we had there was the... Uh, it was like a deep fried cheese with curry. Oh god, I remember that. That was yeah. was it like a paneer? It tasted a bit like well, maybe it was it a bit more sort of melty. Yeah, um, that was so good. But yeah, that was that was really um, good. And just next door to that, you've got I want to pronounce it Condita, but it might be Conditor, which you know the cake yeah. company. And Dave actually went in there the other day and had donuts. Not donuts, no. Had oh. uh, their what you call corks. Yeah, sorry. So they call them corks, which I'll let Dave explain. Yeah, so essentially, uh, you've got a cupcake, which is the size of a cup, and then you've got a cork, which is a mini cupcake, which is supposedly the size of a cork from a bottle. Uh, <laughs> which is so random but cute. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't really know where <laughs> they came from that. There's many, many things that are you know, that size, and they've they've gone with a cork. I suppose it's like a nice little short word, cork, quite cute. But. And uh, other favourite places of Dave's are, um, oh, where? So Ginger you, Pig, sorry, yeah, Ginger Pig. Ginger Pig, if you want to get the best sausage roll in the world, then, you know, I believe you've got to go to Ginger Pig Butchers. Uh, they've got a, a great fellow who works behind there called Gigi, who, uh, who makes them fresh every day, so you've got to try that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also... Uh, there's a really, really good, uh, like I was saying before, before you rudely interrupted me. I'm sorry. Um, the market's expanding at the moment and there's now a whole new section to the market, uh, where all the, where all the street food was before, they've relocated all of that to a complete new location. Uh, and they've just, you know, put more sort of farmer's market type stuff, like, you know, uh, pastries, uh, where that was. But now there's a massive space where there's... Uh, all the street food that was there before, but also lots more as well. So they've got amazing sort of Israeli uh, street food stalls. I actually was there the other day and had uh, some amazing tacos. It's, you know, you're hard pushed to find some half-decent tacos in London, but these guys are doing it really well, really, really well. What so, are they called? I think they're called Tacos El Pastor. Uh, but, yeah. It's, uh, taco about a cool name. Right then, um, and also another place that I would recommend um, from being in Borough Market, and I can't remember the name if you can remind me, is the Oyster and Champagne place. Okay, well yeah, there's about four of them, but right. um, I can't remember exactly what the one we went to was called, but yeah. um, they're all good, you know, the oysters are fresh, uh, they give you a nice bottle of bubbly, actually they don't give it to you, you have to oh, purchase it. <laughs> But no, they do they do really cool stuff. They they have a a lot of them have these native clams as well, which are one of the few clams that you can eat raw. Oh. Uh, so you know how you just usually most oysters you eat raw, uh, just shuck them and you know slurp them straight down. The same is for this clam, and it is really really delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a great place in uh, the market which does uh, sea urchin or what the Japanese call uni. Uh, which is uh, those little sort of spiky spheres, uh, which we will try and avoid when we're on holiday. But they're a massive delicacy, particularly in sort of Japan, that sort of part of the world. Uh, but uh, they do sell them here in England because, you know, sea urchins are everywhere. Uh, and they've got a really sort of uh, creamy, buttery, but quite floral taste. But also they're incredibly salty. You know, mm. they taste like the sea. They're not for the faint-hearted, but it's one of those things like... 
first time some people have an oyster, they hate it, but yeah. you know, you grow to love it. Uh, same with these sea urchins. So. And they're an aphrodisiac, so you can't go far wrong, can you? No. And, okay, so moving on from Borough Market. If you do want to hear anything more about Borough Market, Dave could talk for eons about Borough Market. He is so well-versed when it comes to Borough Market. So we could always, if anyone wanted to, do another podcast on that alone. But moving on to Spitalfields. Tell us a little bit about Spitalfields. Well, because we're in the East End, you know, you don't have to pronounce that T. You can just call it Spitalfields. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what we all call it. Spitalfields Market. It's an amazing, amazing market as well. Um, it's got a great food scene, but it also has other little sort of nooks and crannies in there as well, where you can get loads of sort of like random vintage stuff, little gifts and oh, little amazing. stamp shops and uh, like fedora hat uh, stores. It's like really, really quirky, but that that kind of is the East End. You know, Spitalfields Market is just a stone's throw uh, from Brick Lane and sort of like you know that Shoreditch area, which is. Uh, sort of buzzing with sort of quirky shops and outlets and whatnot. But yeah, the food, that's what I specialise in uh, with the market. Uh, the food is really, really great as well. They've got a really good bow place in Spitalfields Market as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but my favourite thing uh, at the moment in Spitalfields Market is Pleasant Lady. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, there's another Pleasant Ooh, Lady in my life. Ooh, bloody uh, hell, I've got some competition it sounds like. Yeah. It's no competition here, I'm sorry to say. Oh, I'm the loser already. <laughs> <laughs> Look, pleasant lady, uh, they do a street food called a Jean Bing. Oh, I've heard you talk about this a lot. Jean Bing, yeah. It's uh, essentially a Eastern, uh, an ancient Eastern Chinese breakfast street food. Uh, and essentially it's a, a savoury crepe uh, made from mung bean flour. It's a really thick batter. Uh, and what they do is they... Uh, pour it over a big flat top, hot flat top, spread it out really, really, really thin, uh, and then they put a chili oil, uh, a bean paste, and then a peanut uh, sauce over it. Uh, then they throw in loads of fresh coriander, chilies, uh, spring onions, shallots, all that sort of lovely stuff. Uh, and then you have your choice of uh, protein, if you are going to have meat. Uh, I personally go for the cumin lamb, because uh, it's, yeah, that's really, really yeah. good. Uh, and what they do is uh, they batter an egg all over it as well, uh, and then they put a crispy wonton skin on top of it, and they fold it all up and cut it in half, uh, and it's sort of like soft, juicy, <laughs> crunchy. Everything. And it leaves you wanton more. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> And anywhere else, I mean, uh, quick because this is a quick fire mm -hmm. market um, knowledge session. Uh, where else? Anywhere else in yeah. Spitalfields that you'd recommend? Well, actually, just across the road from Spitalfields Market, there's a really cool restaurant called St John's Bread and Wine, mm. uh, and uh, they actually have a sister restaurant. I believe it's in Farringdon, uh, which kind of came. I think it came in like the top fifty restaurants in the world at some point you know, might mm. be wrong here but uh, they champion sort of like nose to tail cooking uh, and really sort of seasonal stuff as well so uh, you can find all sorts of weird things on their menu like squirrel and uh, wow. pigeon all that kind of stuff farm to land yeah so um, it sounds what? I don't know I just I don't know what I just said Thunderland? I, no <laughs> I said farm and land but then I realised farms are on land farm and land I don't know what I was talking <laughs> about 
Um, no, but it's, yeah. So, but the main reason that we go there uh, is uh, for their baked goods. Uh, and if you've got a sweet tooth, then this is what I think is the best place to uh, get a little treat uh, in and around the Spitalfields Market area because they do the best hazelnut chocolate brownies uh, that I've ever had. Dave doesn't like chocolate, though, do you? I love chocolate. You liar! Oh my god, I've when always, we first I've met. said I've loved it. No, you haven't! When me and Dave first met, he told me that he didn't like chocolate because I don't like chocolate. People think I'm weird, but I don't actually like chocolate. And Dave was like, oh my god, me neither. He loves chocolate. Like, I see him eat it all the time. No. You've been caught let's, red-handed, let's, son. Let's, let's just look at who bought who an advent calendar. <laughs> yeah, because I just knew... And who's been eating all the chocolates out of it? You have! Little piggy bog. You have! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it is, it is pretty good. Um, whether you're a chocolate lover or a chocolate hater, like myself, um, chocolate <laughs> brownie is good. Uh, they also do a really good Eccles cake, so I nice. would recommend that. Um, and finally... Dave doesn't really, uh, you don't do tours here, but uh, there's a place called Mercato Metropolitano. Did I pronounce that correctly? We do do a tour. Oh, you our do tour, do a tour Our there. gin tour ends there. Okay, so his gin tour ends there. Um, but as in there isn't like a food tour around Mercato Metropolitano. Yeah. Um, but this is another place that Dave's told me a lot about, and I, I feel like a lot of people have been, a lot of my friends say that it's fantastic. I'm personally yet to go. I've heard such great things, so... Tell us a bit more, bit, bit more about that. It's uh, an Italian street food market, but not just that, it's a sustainable uh, Italian street food market. So all the stalls have to meet certain sustainability standards to actually operate in the market itself. Um, but it doesn't just do Italian food. It does have, like I think, two or three really beautiful pasta places, and they've also got uh, a magnificent Italian deli. But they've also got food from all over the world, you know, similar to, you know, Borough Market with its diverse street food. They've got Uzbeki stan dumplings, they've got uh, Greek souvlaki, they've got bowls of far, ramen, all of that sort of lovely stuff. But what's really good about Mercato Metropolitano is that they've got their own microbrewery on site, a uh, German microbrewery who are brewing really amazing uh, sort of craft beers. One of them, which I had the other day, was a uh, a millionaire's shortbread dark beer. Whoa. So it was like really, really dark. It's had a kind of tinge of sweetness to it, but yeah. uh, nice and bitter as well. But then also, even better, is they've got their own craft distillery on site, the Gym and Tonic Bar. Uh, and these guys <laughs> are really cool. They've got four of their own gins that they distill on site. They've got a Mediterranean one, a craft one, which they actually uh, distill using the, the hops uh, from the microbrewery, which is right next door. And then they've got a uh, oriental one. Uh, and then lastly, they have a uh, ruby one, which is a rhubarb uh, infused gin. And they, that sounds delicious. Yeah, they're, they're all about the big, like, extravagant balloon glasses, you know, sprigs of rosemary, grapefruit, mm. uh, you know, raspberries, basil, they everywhere. You don't do things in half measures. Well, at no. least I hope not, because I want two shots of gin. Yeah, well, it's a double, so. <laughs> right. But yeah. Okay. Visit there if you haven't been. And anywhere else? No. No? That's it? That's good. So, there you go. So, I mean, we have covered a few bases, but obviously there's so much more that you can explore in London. Um, and we'd need such a long time to talk about it all in depth. But that's Dave's little insight for now. Um, thank you so much. 
you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And guys, keep an eye out for the next one, which is actually a chat that I'm going to be having with uh, a food influencer. This isn't going to be on Food Rodesiac podcast. This is going to be on my personal podcast, which is called Hashtag No Filter. And I'm actually talking to a food influencer called Helena Next. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out yet, but it'll be in the new year. <laughs> so I'll keep updated. But thank you so much for listening. Um, food Rodesiac is something that we update quite a lot um, or at least we try to we put on their dishes that we have we put on home cooking um you name it we put put kind of like everything that we enjoy on it we're never fake on there we always just put stuff that we actually really really loved eating um and Dave's obviously got such a good food knowledge so if he eats it and likes it he's just so passionate about it so um preach it yeah so honestly like if you need any food advice or kind of any like suggestions recommendations of where to go in London like he is your man and I like to think sometimes myself I'm all right at it I used to kind of like review a fair food restaurants back in my old work um but you know how it is with the restaurant scene. There's one new restaurant popping up every second. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so do check out Fudro um, and keep an eye out for the next podcast. And yeah, thank you so much for listening.